Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Tarot, No Questions Asked, Master in the Art of Intuitive Reading, and I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 196 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is the magic of color and tarot, and my special guest is Sarah Potter. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here with you. Well, I am thrilled that you are joining me today to talk about this topic, which is a topic you suggested. And as soon as you suggested, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we need to talk about the colors in these tarot cards. So I love this topic. Thank you for suggesting it. Thank you for being so open to it. I feel like color is such a strong element in tarot and does dictate how we read, but maybe not as intentionally or consciously. So I'm psyched to get into it with you. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I really agree with what you're saying here about tarot. Like sometimes we don't even think about those colors, you know, so the colors are important. And in your opinion, do you think the colors are just as important as like maybe the figures or the images in the card or not? I do. I mean, for me, I feel like I'm a visual person and I feel like anyone who's drawn to tarot is more inclined to be visual. That so much of the storytelling comes from the imagery and color operates on us in a very much subconscious way. Colors elicit emotions and feelings and a mood. So you are working with that element within the imagery as well as you unfold that story. Well, you know, that makes me think of, it makes me think of, I was reading somewhere that a lot of the fast food restaurants will use certain colors to get people to get in and get out. I think, I think orange is like a color to make people hurry up and get out. I don't remember if that's the one. Have you heard that? Oh yeah. It's a very intense color and uh, marketing and branding puts so much money into the psychology of color And so you see a lot of the times red and yellow are used to invoke hunger because red makes us passionate and yellow does elicit hunger. So we want people to be passionately hungry in a restaurant. So if you look at a lot of, especially fast food logos, they'll incorporate those colors and it does have that quickness with it as well. Yeah. So then if if colors influence the way we like show up in a restaurant, then it only makes sense that they're going to influence the way we look at these tarot cards. So, I mean, I find that really fascinating. Absolutely. It's so great. I feel like it's just another layer of the magic and knowing what these colors mean helps us to break the spell. And I think have that deeper relationship many of us are seeking with these cards. So for someone who's totally new to tarot, how might you explain how, and I mean, we're already talking about the colors influencing our subconscious, but how might you explain how the colors in the cards are helping them with their interpretations? So I think that, well, I want to back up a little bit. What I always think about when you get a new deck of cards, I think a lot of us like to just enjoy them and look at them. So I encourage the color to be part of this noticing of your new deck But I feel like be conscious of how the imagery is making you feel. Like look at what's going on in each depiction of the card and how that's telling a story and really think about how those colors are making you feel because we can go over the psychological and scientific uh, 
theories of color, but at the end of the day, you're creating a personal relationship. So how does that color make you feel? And asking yourself that I think is helpful. Do you think like, when I think of the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, which is a classic, it's a deck that, you know, I work with all the time. Do you think the artist consciously chose the colors to convey those feelings? Or do you think that this was just all subconscious? I think it was conscious. I feel like Pixie is so magical. I feel like she knew what she was doing. And if we think about colors as they relate to the elements and then put that into each suit, I find that you see a lot of those colors show up. I always think about what I love about that uh, Rider-Waite-Smith deck is I feel like the imagery of the sky shows a lot about what that that card means, like how much blue or what's happening in the background just as much as the foreground and noticing the colors in that play as well. Yeah, I think the background's really important. You know, when I look at the three of wands, I see that bright yellow background. I always think your future's bright. Your yes. Future is bright, you know? And when you look at the storm clouds in that five of swords, it's kind of dark or the three of swords. And it's like, oh my God, things are feeling dark. They're feeling scary. Yes, conflicted and gray. And I think you are absolutely correct. So here's a question. I mean, the, the Rider-Waite-Smith deck is a very standard deck. And the colors are very standard. And a lot of the Rider-Waite-Smith clones also have a similar color scheme. But what, I mean, what if a different deck has a completely different color scheme? How might that maybe change the interpretation? Or does it? Right. Well, and I also feel like, you know, choosing a deck is so personal. And I feel like when you're looking for something new... What are you resonating with? Like maybe you're exploring your shadow side a bit more. And I feel like a deck and its colors will reveal that. Maybe you're looking for something a little more optimistic, lighthearted. I find that you'll probably be drawn to saturated or brighter tones. So I feel like it's all working together. And at the end of the day, it's such a personal connection. And I feel like so much of our relationship with color comes from memory and experience. And you're bringing a lot of that to the table. So I always feel like, you know, my background is in the art world and I've worked in consulting with a lot of artists and would always say, you know, you can put whatever meaning you want to into a piece, but the relationship is finished when a viewer is with the work and you can't control what they see or feel. And I feel the same way about the tarot deck. So I kind of feel like it's almost like a chicken or the egg, like which comes first? Is it what I'm looking for or is it the message that's being put out by the imagery? I think that is so wise. Um, I love how you're talking about this from the artist's perspective. And then, you know, the viewer also is going to look at it and have a completely different relationship. It's same like when we look at clothes or what people are wearing, we put on things to feel a certain way and people will have their different reactions to it. It's the same thing. Totally. Yes. And I think that's very magical. Yes. So do you think there is a tarot card with a classic color that you shouldn't mess with at all? That you should just, the sun should always be a bright yellow sun. Yes. Well, I feel like I love that you use the sun as an example because I feel like that's such an uplifting card. And I think yellow is the color of happiness and optimism. So I do find that that resonates, but I'm always open to another perspective. So uh, 
please challenge me, prove me wrong. I um, make that stormy sun card and show me why I invite it. But, you know, it's funny. I was thinking before we chatted, I was going over in my head, like what colors I associate with each card. And I always go right to like the empress or the high priestess. And I find, so the empress is all like, to me, that's green like nurturing, creative, fertile. And then the high priestess is a little cooler with her nurturing. And and I find her to be very purple and intuitive and royal. And, but um, I always look in a deck to see how the artist represents those two cards. And I've seen them interpreted in a myriad of ways with so many different colors. So I just always feel like when I'm looking at a new deck, I just, I want to see the point of view of the artist. So that's really exciting to me to see how other people feel about these cards that I adore so much. Yes. And sometimes the interpretations are so, or the images are so different from, you know, creator to creator that you find yourself developing. If you go back to the Rider Waite Smith deck, if you've used a different deck for a while, like maybe you have a new perspective. So, I mean, at least that's what I do. If I work, like, for example, with, let's say, my favorite deck, which is the Bohemian uh, Baroque Cats Tarot. Oh, beautiful. Bohemian Cats Tarot. I love that deck. Yes. And it's very colorful. It's very cute. But I find when I play around with that, I will come back to the Rider Waite Smith deck with a different perspective just because I've been looking at something different and it's giving me different interpretations. Do you find that to be true, too? Totally. And I do, I feel like Rider Waite Smith is a classic for a reason. It's a great one to go back to because I feel like Pixie so effectively used imagery that does convey the meaning of each card. Um, and I love the, especially now, so many artists are reinterpreting it in a much more inclusive way, which I think is wonderful and to be celebrated. But what I do love about going to other decks and then coming back to this classic is I often notice a lot of the details and the little um, treasures that are hidden throughout the imagery. And that's what always I get it, gain a new appreciation for them in that way. Because each card is just so full of Easter eggs. It's lovely. Yes. They're like little masterpieces, every single one of them. It's so good. All right. So this is the one question I've just been dying to ask you. What about those black and white tarot decks, like the Murder of Crows or the Morgan's Tarot? I mean, okay, I'm visual. I'm very colorful oriented. Here we have black and white decks. I mean, what do you think about that? Okay, so my, I love this question because I struggle with this myself. And again, like I love collecting tarot decks. I love seeing different artists' interpretations. But I have a really hard time connecting with these black and white decks. And on the other hand, I feel like it can be great because it's totally stripped down. You have to Mm. focus right on that imagery and the line work and the depictions. But I don't know, personally, what gets my creative juices flowing is is color, like a full story, a big celebration. I'm a very like more is more person. So I find them challenging, but it's funny. I find that the people I know who connect with black and white decks the most are more like, I would call like a swords person or mm-hmm. like science minded, really logical. Like they often are like, that is my favorite deck. Um, and like, I'm trying to think of one. I believe it's the Crowley. Isn't that a black and white deck? The Crowley? I, so, I don't remember. I'm not sure. 
uh, I'll have to check. But, but I know these, just, these two decks are for sure. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I think it's also such a matter of personal preference. And I do love the proliferation of decks because there truly is one for everyone. It's hard for me to imagine color like turning someone off, but I've met those people. And it's just, yeah, I personally have a really hard time connecting with them. But I think it works when you're really just trying to maybe simplify and get right down to business and, mm-hmm. and see it in that literally black and white realm. Well, I am like you. I like the color. Uh, I like things to be bright. I like things to be very colorful. I think it really, it, it makes it more uh, pleasing to the eye for me. Uh, you know, it's funny when you said about things being stripped down. My friend Val- Valentina Burton, who's a tarot reader in Texas, says she's not a minimalist. She's a maximalist. And I feel that way also when it comes to tarot cards with color. I don't want something that's too stripped down. That, that's like a novelty for me. But then I always want to go back to the big, beautiful, bold, colorful cards in the Rider Waite Smith deck. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, I think one of the loveliest card depictions is that Ten of Cups mm-hmm. with the rainbow. Yes. And it just conveys the feeling of that. Um, I don't know, fairy tale ending for me. Yeah. That's beautiful piece. And, I, and that card, to be honest, like I imagine it in black and white and it just doesn't evoke the same feelings of joy and exuberance. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I want to see all the colors of the rainbow in that card and in the deck because it does, again, help with interpretation. So, you know, let's just talk about a few colors. Just maybe tell me maybe two or three colors and what you think they're trying to convey. I know we already mentioned red as passion, and I think you said yellow as optimism. Now, what about maybe blue or green or some other color? Yeah, well, and I feel like blue is so prominent in the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. And what I love about that is blue is communication. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. What card was that? That's our King of Swords. Oh, amazing. Yes. Clarifying, communicating, commanding. Um, and blue is also, I feel like, a very calming color. Yes. It's, it's the most liked color for a reason. It's easy to like. And I just, I love that we've been talking about the sky in the Rider Waite Smith deck because it's just so evocative of so much imagery. And I feel like tarot's here to tell a story. This is a yes. form of communication. And blue is the color of of communication, of trust, of telling our story. And it's just a very tarot-friendly color. I agree. And what about green? Let's say green. So green is a fabulous color. We can always use more green in our lives because it's nurturing, it's abundance of all kinds. For me, green is a very creative color. And I also, I associate green with a really like earthy energy. So it always, green always makes me think of pentacles. Um, It also makes me think of that Empress card, as I mentioned earlier, but it's just so good. Like I feel like green is like, if a hug was a color, it would be green. (laughs) I love that. And also, you know, I teach yoga and one of the things we, we talk about is the chakras and green is associated with the heart chakra. So of course a hug makes sense. Right? Yes. And it just opens you up to receive the message as well. So I feel like blue might be the reader mm-hmm. and green is the uh, the person sitting with you mm. receiving. 
So one of the cards that I love, and I have the Radiant Rider Waite Smith deck in front of me. And one of the cards I like, the Hanged Man in this particular deck is a purple sky. Oh, I love that. I mean, what do you think about that? What would a purple sky be telling somebody? Oh, I think this makes so much sense. So purple really connects us to our divine wisdom. It's a very spiritual color, and it's a color of illumination. And when I think of the hanged one, I think about uh, finding the comfort in discomfort Mm -hmm. and being open to messages. So I feel like it's perhaps even in that discomfort that we can truly receive these messages as we await what's next. And so I kind of, I love that idea of the sky being purple and, and revealing what we need to hear. We just finally have a moment to sit still and perceive. Yes. That is so, such a perfect interpretation of the hanged man. So one last question. Oops. My earphone, my earphone just flew out. (laughs) I hate that when it happens, but one more question, just the final one. What is your favorite color and why? Oh my gosh. I love this question. I mean, I love every color because they each add something, but pink, pink is my all time favorite color. It's so lovely and sweet and it's, a color of love. And I always like to lead with love. And I feel like it works well with green as a heart opening, heart activating color. And I just think it's just so lovely and so pleasing. Pink is a color that does make people feel, I think, very light. Right? It's so good. I mean, how can you be in an ugly mood about it when you're looking at at pink, right? Exactly. That's why I have this pink hair. It's just how can you be? (laughs) It's here to uplift you. Do you have a favorite color? Oh, yes. Black is my favorite color. Oh, I love it. Amazing. I I love it. You know, black is a classic. And I think a lot of people think of it as negative, but I look at it as black as very, very neutral. In fact, when I used to um, work with clients uh, one-on-one in person, I always wore very simple black clothes. And this I learned from actually from hairdressers because that way there's no... I'm just reflecting back. It's not about me. The reading isn't about me. The reading is all about the client. And for me, service is so important. So I always felt like black is this, it's a mirror. It's very calming. It's very neutral. Everything looks good against a black background, in my opinion. So I I just find it really attractive. I know some people think painted black, it's negative, but I'm like, I don't see that. I just see it as Mm -mm. so neutral. So unbiased. Black is unbiased. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. So at least that's how I see it. I mean, other people have different opinions, but, you know, I love it. Black is awesome. And black and pink look great together. I agree. We're quite a good duo. Yes. (laughs) Well, Sarah, this has been such a great conversation. Can you tell people, I mean, I, by the way, people, if you're listening, I found Sarah on Instagram and I just think she is delightful. Uh, So Sarah, where can people find you if they want to work with you? Uh, What what have you got going on? Well, I would love to connect with anyone who desires to do so. You can find me on Instagram at I am Sarah Potter, and I spell my name with an H. And that will lead you to my website. I, I'm also I am Sarah Potter on Twitter. And you can just send me an email. You can connect through my Instagram, but it's just Tara with Sarah Potter at gmail.com. And I am currently accepting new clients for the new year through Tarot, as well as a new service I'm offering called Color Wheel of the Year which is working with color and uh, gives you some insight into manifesting your personal goals through the magic of color. That is amazing. 
Thank ah. you so much for sharing your wisdom and your thoughts. And people don't get to see you, but I could see your beautiful pink hair. Thank you for bringing that today. It just, you made my day today. Oh, you made my day. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for having me. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. All right, people. So get over to Sarah Potter's, Potter's World. Learn more about her. Learn more about all of the magic that she's offering by getting uh, into her website or on Instagram. Like that's where I discovered her. And that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. You can check out lots of more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, tons of books, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and so many other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. And by the way, if you're enjoying the podcast, do me a solid. Get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that helps more tarot curious people find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.